Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And for today's episode, I'm going to get a little personal with you guys. And I know that those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you enjoy when I give personal life updates or just kind of give more of a, I don't know, raw personal chat where there's not really any questions I'm answering, just more so recapping some reflections and personal experiences I've had. And in this case, I am, if you can't tell by the title, recapping an experience where I went somewhere on a one-way plane ticket and it led to various things. And if you follow me on Instagram at Emily E. Duong, then you probably know at least some context into what I'm about to share. But I did want to take you guys into a more reflective look from the beginning of summer to the end of it and just kind of how my thought process was in everything and what I learned from it and the parallels I found in, you know, making the jump from Orange County to Los Angeles many years ago and moving to New York, everything like that. So I hope this episode is fun and maybe you're on a walk or you're doing something mundane at home and you are just tuning in because you just want a chill episode. So with that being said, let's dive into it. All right, so where do I even begin with this story? A one-way ticket led to this. I decided to kind of write down an outline of beginning to, I guess, more or less end of summer because I think this very much highlights my summer experience and I think there was a lot of lessons in reflection that I felt was compelling to share with this audience because I talk a lot about how these lessons are incorporated in my life and I felt like this was showcased in real time. So... Let's backtrack it a bit. Um, End of May, uh, going into early June, there were some personal things going on in my life where the energy was super off. It also felt very heavy in New York. And I remember telling a few people that I just need to get out of New York and uh, you know for for a few weeks for a short period of time but I just knew I needed to leave immediately because of some of the events that were going on and ironically though too I did have an intention prior to these things happening. I did have an intention to live in LA for the summer or even Paris and so I, so I guess for those of you who are not familiar with New York culture or just not familiar with New York in general, a lot of people tend to leave the city. I feel like that is often, I feel like it's pretty common in most metro cities. Like for example, I have some friends in Milan and I know they've told me that most people leave Milan during the summer and they go to the coast and whatnot. And again, I don't blame them I mean the coast of Italy like if you've ever looked at some images and and videos it's just gorgeous there and so a lot of people tend to leave cities like Milan and New York it's very similar and in New York 
a lot of people go to the Hamptons and especially families and uh, people that are really based in New York a lot of them do often have second homes in the Hamptons or maybe they just end up renting for the whole summer things like that so that's pretty much part of the culture um so this year I definitely didn't have an intention to stay in the city because I did want to leave for the summer as well but I didn't really have a specific place in mind but I think LA was kind of top of mind because it's comfortable I've, I used to live there so that was kind of my intention um, however I it, it kind of was serendipitous in that I think two months prior to this or maybe a month and a half prior my friend Mike Yu who's been on the podcast he invited me to come to Medellin Colombia I think this was around the time I was coming back from Italy and I was like yeah I'm kind of been traveling a lot and you know flights to Europe are a little bit longer than going to South America or yeah so I was just kind of like yeah let me chill for a second because at that time I had gone to London for a week and then also all over Italy for a week and so I knew I needed a bit of a break and I needed to sit still in New York and so I did I sat still in New York for I think two months and then I was definitely getting the travel bug plus um yeah, some things were going on on my personal life. And so I was like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. I've never been, but it's cool to have a friend there. That makes sense. Let me just go. And it also worked out on the, I guess, easier side in the sense where he had a true bedroom apartment, very spacious, super easy for me to like come stay. And so I was like, all right, then I guess this is what I'll do. I'll come stay um, and just see how it goes. And I think I asked him initially, I was like, hey, would it be cool if I come for two to three weeks? And he was like, you can stay for as long as you want, whatever. And I was like, okay. But then I remember as the trip became closer which by the way I booked this flight a one-way ticket I booked this and again for context on like timeline this is in early mid-June I booked a one-way and I booked it I think three to four days before I actually left and so I was super you know I don't know what I'm doing but this is where I'm going but then I think like leading up to it I was like yeah I'll actually probably realistically go for maybe five days maybe a week, uh, maybe a week and a half. I, I kind of was starting to feel like, okay, maybe I won't go for as long as I think I will. But I did end up going for two weeks. And in this two-week visit, my gosh, I <laughs> I learned a lot and I had quite an experience. And some of which I think the, the biggest one was experiencing a brand new culture and scene, which I think came at a very good time for me because what it did was that it pushed me to get outside of myself which I definitely needed to considering I think where my headspace was at coming from New York and it also opened my mind beyond Europe as I said earlier I considered living in Paris for the summer in fact I texted my friend Candace uh, who's a great travel you know blogger as well she posts a lot of New York and Paris content um, and she's one of my good friends I texted her asking if she knew anyone that was going to sublease their apartment in Paris and I was very interested in going there for the summer but I'm really glad that I went here instead because it showed me hey Emily there's more to the world than just going to Europe and mind you I love Europe and I think there's a lot 
of elements to my personality and my views on life that are very similar to the general European culture, if you will. But I noticed that there were also elements that I aligned with being in Latin America and also specifically Medellin, Colombia, which I definitely don't think has, I guess you could say, like as great of a reputation as maybe other powerful cities in Europe. But I think that's the best part is because when I was there, it changed my mind on recognizing like, oh shit, it's different than what I heard. Now, of course, there's like some common themes in and I think in general right like in any city there are always dangerous parts and and things that you just have to be mindful about but to be fair I lived in Los Angeles and there's definitely some sketchy stuff that happens in LA and the downtown parts same with New York City there's definitely a lot of dangerous stuff here too so anywhere you go I think that's kind of a given but I think that showed to me hey it's actually not quite what people say it is so definitely emphasize the point to me like you have to go and experience things yourself before you assume that you know so much about something or somewhere so besides experiencing a new culture and scene and things like i said opened my mind to new experiences i also had to revisit speaking spanish which luckily i learned uh, since middle school basically but my issue is that i did not practice much because i think for me i haven't really come across a lot of spanish speakers that are close with me in my circle where they either force me to speak Spanish or we're constantly around Spanish speakers that I feel like I need to keep up. So that's definitely, you know, my fault as well. I think I could have pushed myself to speak more Spanish with others. But again, I was put in that position and I really enjoyed it. I liked the challenge of having to speak another language that I was definitely at least intermediate at. So it wasn't a crazy problem, but I saw the difference in the way I had to approach things versus when I'm automatically speaking English, which is my first language. And then, of course, if you follow along on Instagram, then you might know that during this visit, I did meet someone through my friend Mike, who we basically hit it off. And we are actually from the same hometown, which is a very interesting aspect to the story. But Funny enough, during that time, we actually went on a spontaneous trip together to Cartagena, which is about a 40-minute flight from Medellin, and I would describe it as kind of the Miami version of Colombia. And once again, it was such a enlightening experience because I was like, this was never in the cards, but I have heard from I think two of my friends who've been to Cartagena before they had a great time so when I was sharing that with my friends they sent over recommendations and I felt like it was just an overall really nice trip but shortly after we came back to Medellin from Cartagena I left to go back to New York because I certainly didn't pack for longer than two weeks I mean if anything I packed for like a week and that's also something that I had to learn was learning how to be super minimal with what I had because 
I didn't think I was actually going to stay that long. I was like, okay, maybe two weeks, but pretty unlikely, you know? So I was learning how to be a true minimalist, which is awesome because I think I've had less of a desire to buy certain things that I definitely don't need. But once I came back to New York, I um, was reflecting on some things. And again, at this point, I had plans or intentions rather to go to live in LA for at least the month of July. And so at the time I'm, I'm returning to New York, this was like end of June. I, I did end up going out to LA, which was like my original intention, but I only went for a few days and that was solid. Um, I went, I celebrated two of my friend's birthdays. I recorded a podcast in person. So I definitely got the LA part that I needed in my summer experience, but when I was thinking about, okay, where to next, right? Because I knew that I wanted to leave New York for the summer. Medellin, Colombia um, definitely started to kind of become like a light bulb moment. And I was thinking about the low cost of living, um, wanting to have the experience to live in another country. It was always on my list. And this was just the most indirect way I could think of. Like I would have thought, Italy or France would have been first, but this this was just as cool. Um, and obviously now I'm kind of uh, indicating what happens next, but I think a culmination of all that and then in addition to having met this new guy recently and feeling comfortable enough in the city because I was there for a while, um, I decided to return to Medellin a few weeks after. And so from the time I came back to New York and then the time I came back, it was about three and a half weeks and I stayed for the rest of summer. And if you actually listened to not last episode, but two episodes ago where it was with the founder of Hanny, Leslie Tesler, she spoke about this too, how she left New York City and her fast-paced Manhattan life at some point in her 20s and she moved to Argentina with nothing, not speaking Spanish, knowing no one there. And, you know, I think she had the intention to be there for six months and that ended up turning into close to 10 years. And she also met her husband there. But the interesting part about her husband, he actually grew up in Connecticut, but then I think like moved back to Argentina. So I think he is from Argentina, but grew up in Connecticut and then moved back there at some point. And she ironically is from New Jersey and then uh, spent the last two years of high school in London and then went back to the US for college. And then after college went to New York and then after New York went to Argentina. So when I listened to that episode, uh, it was a reposted episode too, and I definitely recommend that episode to all women, no matter where you are at in life. It is such an inspiring conversation. <laughs> Ironically, I think kind of like validated my whole summer experience in the hindsight view, and I'm sure it would have just pushed me more had I listened to that episode again sooner. But when I re-listened to it, I was like, yeah, I feel like I had elements to her experience in Argentina, except for me, it was obviously just for the summer. And of course there's, you know, still TBD type of things of like, well, kind of what's next. But um, I certainly found it hilarious to like re-listen to her sharing her experience in Argentina and recognizing that 
I had some moments where I was feeling the same, but I never felt uncomfortable or out of place. And I think that was a very big sign for me that I felt aligned in a way. And I felt an element of Emily being in Medellin, Colombia, which is, you know, I think that's the best part about being a human, right? We are not just one thing. And as much as I love New York and I identify it as a huge part of my personality, I think just like anything in life, I have other parts of me where, for example, I feel like Medellin, Colombia has a slower paced style, of course. I mean, New York is so fast, but I love that and I do need fast paced. I also do need slow kind of put me in the mountains type of living, right? And kind of being away from people. So having that experience, I think it's very similar to people who went to the Hamptons. It's like you had the beach, you had slower paced living and you were in a house and you were kind of away from the city. And that's really much what I wanted as well. And so I guess moral of this entire one-way ticket story is that all of this was unplanned, you guys, right? I had never, ever, ever thought of Medellin, Colombia being on my list for the next five years to go visit. I mean, honestly, I, I barely knew anything about that city until, like, I mean, even, like, the dark stuff about the city from, like, history, I didn't really know that stuff until coming there, and then once I brought up the fact that I was going there, those things got brought up in conversation, but quite frankly, I didn't really know much. Yet, this whole experience worked due to my level of open-mindedness and adaptability and financial capabilities and, again, from my first visit, feeling some sort of alignment to the place. And again, a lot of different factors that go into that, but that's just my honest thought, right? And I share this because looking back on my life, especially in my 20s over the past six years, I've had a lot of experiences like this where it was unplanned, yet it worked. And it ended up being better for me to have experienced that or like do the the risk changing whatever. So for example, I even think back when I was 23, I moved to Los Angeles. I made that decision. I from from idea to decision to the actual move, it all happened in three and a half weeks. I moved from Orange County, California to Los Angeles, which is about 45 minutes away from each other. And LA, once again, was a place I had always said to people, I would never live in. It's just not my city, blah, blah, blah. I ended up dating this guy who is a cinematographer during the pandemic for a very short few months and I remember suddenly feeling inspired to move to LA like I saw the world in a very different lens and being with that person actually inspired and propelled the launch of Lost Hatton my social media agency because of being inspired by his drive and his artistic uh, endeavors and and he was certainly older than me to the point that like I think he just had a very significant difference in success level which was I think such a given but I think it inspired me to be like oh shit there's more to life than Orange County so I quite frankly one night I think I was like looking at apartments on my computer and I was like fuck it I'm gonna go look at apartments tomorrow it was like a Sunday the next day so I drove up toward apartments was like I think this is it 
and then I did it and I also remember having a parent that was super 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 against me doing this and my gosh I can't imagine if I listened to my parents or just a parent or any family member that was against my thoughts and mind you this definitely parlays into the topic of cultural differences with family members I talked about this on last week's episode and it's very much a thing um, especially I mean I think it can happen to really much anyone but especially for those who have a cultural and generational difference with parents this is kind of common and if you don't have that you're very fucking lucky but that's something that I've heard others have to face I faced it myself and I think going back to what I was just saying had I listened to what other people thought was best for me, I would not be where I am at in life today. And I love where I am at in life today. Okay, I'll put it like that. And so I think um, that's something over the years, it's added up the the ability to make decisions for myself based on how well I know myself and based on me trusting what is best for me at this current chapter in my life and so moving to LA was one of them even though again I said I would never move there and then moving to New York which LA was a buffer for New York because this was during the pandemic and I wanted to move to New York at a time where things were going to be slowly slightly normal again and I came at the perfect time which was the end of summer 2021 and all of it was just timed so perfectly because my LA lease apartment lease did not end until like early mid-September and I just knew okay if timing works out I'll be able to move to New York the following year it'll be right before fall season and it'll just be the perfect time and that's quite frankly what happened again that was a risk a jump and um, I left my California friends and community and life behind and that was definitely another small preparation I had in getting to where I had the ability to be open-minded and adaptable to living in another country because I had the small markers along the way that right because I can't imagine and again I'm sure it's possible but I'm sure it's a bit harder to go from like a small suburb city to living in a foreign country and going full speed now again that's not uncommon necessarily but certainly probably like a harder jump and I went from a small town to Southern California and then to Los Angeles which is a bigger part of Southern California and then from LA to New York City and then during those years I've also solo traveled to different parts of the U.S. right so those things add up over time to allowing me to be prepared to do something as quote-unquote big as this which is living in another country um and not really knowing anyone but being willing to see where life took me another big component of the story is financial capabilities right some of you guys might be asking well how could you afford to do that how could I afford to do that if you're asking the question for yourself because I actually had a girlfriend of mine when I was catching up with her one of my best friends from college she asked me like how did you afford this and Like I said, it would have been different in Paris versus Medellin, but in Colombia and most of Latin America, if you guys did not know, the cost of living is lower and at least I'll compare it to New York and the US, it's significantly lower. So spending wise, I actually was saving money in that sense because I was not spending nearly as much as I was if I was living in New York City. 
for the summer. But that being said, I also did other things to help subsidize my costs. So for example, since I was gone for like almost two months, I subleased my apartment while I was gone and luckily had a friend that was staying there and it was just someone that I trusted and I knew. So um, that enabled me to use that money to spend on an Airbnb in which I felt very comfortable in. And, and luckily I had the opportunity to stay at my friend Mike's again for like part of my visit. But then at some point I was like, okay, I wanna know what it's like to live here. Um, like as if I live here. So I got my own studio apartment through Airbnb. I felt safe. I actually had a friend in that apartment building, which was the, like a, which was a friend that I met through tennis, but I didn't even know that he lived in that building until like I told him, hey, like this is where I'm at. Like, what do you think of it? And it was just funny because he's like, wait, I live in this building too. So um, just like small nuggets, I think that like very much added up that helps me um, in that experience. And I think overall because I subsidized the cost of living like housing wise with subleasing my apartment in New York and then just like the cost of like food and all that kind of stuff is so much cheaper. Um, most of my spending was on flights because I kind of booked it somewhat last minute on my way back and on my way over. So I think that's just something to consider is in the future if you ever want to have the ability to say yes opportunities like this and take risks right even leslie tesler talked about this on that guest episode i had her on she mentioned how she had a lot of savings from years added up like she's talking like three years of savings that she just took and when she went to argentina like she didn't wasn't working or anything she was living off of her savings and again the money goes a long way because the cost of living is so low there but that's something to consider, um, right? Because I can imagine if I didn't have that kind of financial capability, the story would be different. And so, you know, all your decisions from now over time, they have a domino effect. Sooner or later, they add up, right? So in this instance where it's like, if you want to be able to live in another country or experience a certain life experience, but you don't have the financial stability or capability to do so, you're not going to be able to say yes to the opportunity, right? So it just adds up over time in the sense where three years prior, let's say, if you had started putting money aside into a savings account or just started to spend less or look for ways to earn more income, right? Whatever, whatever approach you want to have, three, five years down the line, that will certainly put you in a better position to say yes to opportunities that you would want. And I think in the relationship aspect that also gives you more opportunity to do different things with your future partner as well. So I think um, there's certainly a correlation with your past decisions and how they affect the future you and your ability to say yes and no to certain opportunities in life. My final thoughts on this one-way ticket experience, and I will say I will dive into detail more later this week on what I learned from living in another country for the summer and like pros and cons of like getting out of your comfort zone, all of that good stuff. But I think had I not had the open-mindedness and adaptability, I would have just stayed in New York or I would have just stayed in the US, which there's nothing wrong, but I have observed family members and even friends uh, just in different parts of the world that definitely lack that open-mindedness not 
be not at their own fault, but rather just, um, you know, lack of knowing and, and just lack of pushing themselves to be in that place where they can step into that. So it's no one's fault, really. It's just that sometimes people are so attached to their programming that they refuse to see what else is possible. And coming from a small hometown in Pennsylvania, I think I've seen a night and day where so many people act as if they know what is beyond, let's say, the hometown or beyond the U.S. and like what life is like in other countries, things like that. And it's just so untrue. And I had that experience firsthand. That's why I'm so glad that I had this experience where, of course, there's there's some truth to maybe certain stereotypes or certain common myths, whatever. Like sometimes parts of those things are true. But in general, I think what makes, for example, I have a friend that I remember, <laughs> this is kind of mean, but like she she needed to cross the border from um, San Diego to Mexico into Tijuana. And this was for work. And basically, um, this was a long time ago, actually, but she was out of, you know, she, she was safe and her employer knew that she was crossing the border like this is like her job right like she had she had meetings over there things like that and I remember one time she called me and she was like this is so absurd because I think she had like a colleague or co-worker that got there early and then ended up um, just going ahead and going to the office or the meeting or just getting there early basically and didn't wait for my friend which of course is I guess definitely not chill I think I, if I were the co-worker I just would have waited but um that event made my friend really uncomfortable she felt apparently unsafe and and all these different things and mind you I know plenty of people that have done this walk and it's there it's the border there's a lot of different patrols there and whatnot but I think because of her lack of knowing what's across there and she's never done it on her own stopped her from being willing to go across, go to the embassy or I think whatever the patrol area is. Again, I haven't done the walk myself, but like it's one of those things where if you believe all like the scary stuff that people tell you about what's beyond the borders, right? You will always inevitably stay in the same spot. And I think that's why the open-mindedness leads to curiosity to learn and understand what you don't know. And of course, What it also does is it just bridges the gap of misunderstanding. And when I say misunderstanding, I'm referencing difference in cultures and values. And I think that's so fascinating to learn, right? We can appreciate that about other people. And for me, especially as someone that that frequently dates foreign people, I've said this on the podcast before, and, you know, a lot of my friends are (laughs) always fascinated with my dating life because I haven't dated an American probably since college which is, you know, nothing, nothing, like, not like I have a strong, like, oh, it has to be a non-American, but it's just kind of, I think, my personality, my open-mindedness, my desire to experience other cultures, my desire to speak other languages, right? So I think that's just, (laughs) like, how I am, but, but what I like about it is because I, am open-minded like that I've been able to learn to better understand these different cultures and you know just outside of 
my own ethnic background i think that's something my parents always say like oh you should get to know like you know asian culture and all it's like of course i i understand a lot of it too but sometimes instead of getting a hundred percent understanding of one why not get 70 percent of a couple different cultures right like i understand italian culture and european culture and people in france and now people in colombia and i just think ultimately you will see what's beyond the world outside of your echo chamber and um you know I, I mentioned her earlier one of my good friends candace who is from france and i met her through social media she lived in new york for eight months um in 2021 through like early 2022 and then her and i got to meet up when i traveled to paris by myself in spring 2022 and so she's been back and forth between like New York and Paris quite frequently now but she's young she's I think 22 or 23 right now and she's traveled to Thailand by herself she's been to Romania by herself I think a few other countries as well but if you guys want to follow her her username is at it's bay b-a-y dot f-r I believe that's her Instagram username but Um, she's also someone that's inspired me to continue to be curious and see the world and like see all these different things so all this to say this happened because I decided to say yes to a one-way ticket I decided to go out of my comfort zone and see beyond my own echo chamber and here we are there's a there's a story to it there's a romance component to it there is a cultural experience to it and of course there's just a story to tell for years to come so I certainly hope that someday when you are presented this potential experience or opportunity where it's super uncomfortable something you've never done before I hope you remember this story that I shared because you never know and remember worst case scenario you can always go back to what you're used to because that's what I said to myself it's like worst case scenario if I don't like it I can just fly back to New York and be on my merry way. That was all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this fun, personal reflection on my summer experience. And like I said, there is going to be a few more episodes to come, talking a little bit more about living in another country and things I wish I knew, things I'm glad I did, like all that good stuff. Because again, I know that my previous episodes on solo travel has helped a lot of you and so i hope this one definitely adds a new level to that and yeah if you enjoyed it please as always let me know send me a dm on instagram at emily e duong or my podcast instagram at what fulfills you always love chatting with you guys don't be a stranger and that being said i will talk to you all in the next episode Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.